0: In today's show, we're looking back at the seven games from Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball uh, Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore b and on Instagram at Locked Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Mikolov Ultra. At only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. All right. Before we get into the games from Tuesday, just news, the confirmation Jamal Murray is out for the season with a torn ACL. That's obviously shit news. And know, uh, yeah, the beginning to his next season is probably going to be impacted too. I don't know if they're going to start Faku. I don't know if they're going to start Monty Morris in that position. Farku's ability to generate steals makes him pretty useful as a fantasy player. Um, so if you're looking for steals and threes, Compazzo can do that with some assists. Morris can be useful. Look, if they play even minutes... It probably is... I thought initially... Look, okay, this is how I thought it was. Off the top of my head, what I thought was that we'd see more minutes from Monty Morris, right? And he'd be the guy that would push into that larger role. But if they do play equal minutes, I think Farku is a better per-minute player. But that's the the conundrum, isn't it? Is it, do they play equal minutes? Or is it 20 minutes for Farku and 29 minutes for Morris? Because if it's that way, then you want Monty Morris. But if it's 26 apiece, you want Farku. I don't hate adding either guy in 12 team leagues. It is a bit of a coin toss. Now, Faku had been starting the last few games without Murray as Morris returned from injury. I I don't think that I'd want to put all my trust in Compazzo to be my starting point guard. I think Morris has been in the system longer, and I think feel like he's a bit more trustworthy at NBA level. So that's why I'd lean towards him getting more minutes, but that's up in the air. So I think both guys can be taken flyers on. Personally, I still probably would take Monty because I just, over the course of the next four weeks, I imagine that he pushes to a 30-minute roll and Farku pushes back to a 22, but it might not work that way. I am really conflicted about how that's going to all go down and I don't know what the best option is. To me, look, it is literally just a bit of a coin toss, but if I do think they're playing the same minutes, then Faku's going to be the guy. It's just, you know, is he going to play the same minutes? That's the big question, I guess. Let's look now at the game's from uh, Tuesday, let's start off with an absolute ass kicking an early one. It's always interesting when you go to sleep, and I said this on an earlier show today, uh, and you wake up and there's an NBA game playing. You go, what? What? What's going on? Why is this game on? This wasn't supposed to happen. I thought it would be rescheduled for today, but I didn't know what had happened and then it'd just be be going by the time I, I woke up. But there you go. The Nets, 127. The, the Timberwolves, 97. Big win there. Durant only played 27 minutes, had 31 points with four triples. His return has been amazing, even from this injury in limited minutes. He's the 18th ranked player in 23 minutes since coming back from his hamstring injury. Oh, that's that's really amazing. Joe Harris had 23 points with five triples. And the Shark, Bruce Brown. He had just the nine points on 27% shooting, which is obviously horrendous, but 12 boards, three assists, three steals, one block. And with Kyrie, we don't know when he's back. Harden's out for a long time. Durant could rest tomorrow. There's some streamability here in Bruce Brown. Nick Claxton got his first NBA start and played exactly one second more than DeAndre Jordan. 21 minutes apiece for those guys. Six and eight for Claxo with a steal and a block, or Jordan had 13 and seven with a block on 100% shooting. I hope this doesn't mean that Jordan finds his way back into the rotation. Claxton was a plus 21, by the way. Jordan was a plus seven. Um... But there is an opportunity for Claxon again to be interesting for Wednesday with all the potential absences there, but I don't think this really changes much long term. Landry Shamot was also good, 19 points with five threes in his 26 minutes. Last couple of games from Shamot have been okay, but I wouldn't be out rushing to grab him or anything like that. Jeffy Green had seven points in 19 minutes. For the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns sat this one out, so again, rotations all over the place, and it was such a blowout, it's really hard to judge what's going on. We had Naz Reed starting. He played seventeen minutes and had foul trouble, so he had two points on fourteen percent shooting. The two blocks are nice, but it is hard to um, it is hard to you know, grasp too much of this game just because it was all over the place. Jaden McDaniel's only twenty four minutes now. McDaniel's recent numbers have been pretty poor. He had five points. He didn't block a shot. He only played those twenty four minutes, as I said. Had some fouls, and then it was a blowout, and he was terrible, minus twenty six. Um, I would hold him probably, but I I think switching him for his brother is totally fine. Anthony Edwards, just really bad, I thought, in this game. Look, he had 27 points, which is great volume, but minus 39, a true shooting of under 50 on a usage of 35. He still had a steal on a block. He had eight rebounds, so some okay fantasy stats, but some really negative impact stuff there from Edwards. But in the end, like, his numbers are really strong because he's just getting every shot in the world. Kogi played uh, 18 minutes, had four steals, which is good. That's coming for him at the moment. He's getting some good defensive numbers, but I wouldn't want to trust that. While Rubio, just the 19 minutes, And D'Angelo Russell, just 20. He had 15 points. And I'm not sure if Russell plays tomorrow. There are a lot of question marks. I don't think we read too much into this rotation, let's say that. And yeah, the 19 minutes for Rubio doesn't make him a drop. The 24 for McDaniels doesn't necessarily make him a drop, although he could be. We had Jared Vanderbilt step up for 21 minutes and Ed Davis played 10 minutes who don't don't normally play. Now, Vanderbilt was good. Nine points, four rebounds, a steal, and four blocks. Does that put him back into the rotation, taking those five, seven minutes that Wancho Hernan Gomez gets each night? I don't know, but it's not going to be enough to be any sort of real impact situation, I don't believe. i tell you what is an impact situation, though, and that is Mikalob Ultra, because it is now time for the Ultra Player of the Week. Who's the player this week that brought us joy and happiness? It is Steph Curry, your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Over the last week, Steph has averaged a cool 41 points per game, hitting 7.7 triples per game. Five assists, seven rebounds, shooting 54 from the field, 92 from the line, and an incredible 51% from three. He's back up to 42% from three over the course of the season. He's the third-ranked fantasy player over the course of the year. Absolutely amazing season again from Steph, bringing that enjoyment to us. And with Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. With 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. So why wouldn't you get something that makes you happy? Why wouldn't you grab that Michelob Ultra? Get that enjoyment. Get that happiness going. And do it by also having Steph Curry on your fantasy team. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? The Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Steph Curry. Next game. Let's take a look at it. The uh, the LA Clippers beat the Indiana Pacers 126-115. No Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is going up off at the moment. The 6th ranked player over the last 2 weeks, 57 fantasy points here, 36 7 and 8 with four threes and two steals, absolutely on fire. And Nick Batum going crazy too. 28 minutes for Batum, 14 and 5, two threes, one steal, five blocks. Now obviously, obviously the five blocks aren't real. But he is the 91st ranked player over the last 2 weeks. He had been falling way off and it is helpful for him that Leonard is out at the moment. If you want to take a flyer on Batum for sure, I think he's still really low end And he's more of that steals and blocks and assists streamer type. But with Kawhi dealing with the foot soreness, no problem with adding him. I think Marcus Morris is also a 12-team league guy. He cannot miss at the moment. Now, he's going to regress for sure. But 22 points with three threes. He's playing well. Uh, Zubat's had 14 and 7. Nice back-end 12-team league guy, while Luke Kennard started for... um, uh, for Kawhi, he didn't do too much. I don't think he's a rotation player when everyone's back and healthy. 10 points there, while Reggie Jackson had 6, 5, and 4, and 2 steals. A terrible night from Jackson on 14% shooting. I think he still is a 12-team league option. Rondo had 5 assists and 2 steals. He's like an and steal streamer in that compazzo role, or the old compazzo role. Well Terrence Mann looked good again. 25 minutes for Mann, 12 points, 2 threes, 3 assists, 2 steals, not really a 12-team league guy. I think he's more that 16-team league player. But yeah, his improvements this season have been super impressive. Now, for the paces, Karis Levert. We know that he shot well last game, so he shot terribly here. But 26-6-6 and with two steals and three blocks are elite counting stats. That's 55 fantasy points. And he was also an awesome 85% from the line on 13 attempts. Now, 39% from the field is rough, but everything else looks great. Brogdon was also good, 29-5-4, and Sabonis had 20-13. and So they're big guns really producing. But after that, I don't know, man. Justin Holliday. Get that garbage out of here! Eight points in 33 minutes. No point for him in a 12-teamer. Edmund Sumner had seven points in 20 minutes. Goga Badadze struggled, missed all four of his shots, and blocked just one of them. Dougie McDirt left the court after 10 minutes with an ankle sprain, never returned. Aaron Holiday had seven points. TJ McConnell didn't get a single assist. He did get two steals, and he does remain a 12-team league guy, but... We're seeing the minutes drop off a little bit from Teach down to 23 a night. Just a, a pretty overall rough performance. Jeremy Lamb also uh, another struggle night from him, three and four in his 14 minutes. He has, after that hot start return from his knee injury, he has struggled quite a bit in the uh, in the coming or the or the ensuing months after that. Let's go to the next game. The Atlanta Hawks and the Toronto Raptors. The Hawks were without John Collins, Trey Young, Danilo Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Chris Dunn, Tony Snell, and they still win 108-103 because Bogdan Bogdanovich is carrying at the moment. 23-6 and six with five threes, four assists, and a steal. He's really good. He's showing that he's really good. His numbers are going to drop, but he's he's actually awesome. Uh, and Clint Capella, the Kerner, 19-21 and 21 in 35 minutes. Big numbers from Capella again, who will also drop off when Collins returns. of Pants, big opportunity for him with all those guys out, and he took it in this game. 17 points for Kevin Herder with three threes and four assists. And Brandon Goodwin, another really good game. 18 points in 37 minutes, three threes, three assists, two steals. He's an excellent stream option while Young is out. Uh, Solomon Hill didn't do too much, seven points. Okongwu had seven, and Lou Williams, nine points off in 25 minutes off the bench. Lou Williams is, is not not a 12-team league at all. He's not, not even close to a 12-team league player, I don't think. He's the 194th ranked player this year, yet still rostered in 40% of advanced leagues, which is just way too high. For the Raptors, let's talk about a few things here. Let's start with Malachi Flynn. 35 minutes, 22 points, six triples, five rebounds, three assists, and two steals. That is an awesome line. But until about five minutes to go, His line was bad. He just went crazy at the end of the game. Now, you know that I think he's really good. And you know that I think he's going to become really good. But no Lowry or no Bembry in this game. That's a great line from Flynn. I think Van Vliet's going to be out for a while. But that doesn't mean that I think that Flynn is going to be able to maintain top 120 value. Because when everyone is there, how does he get 30 minutes? The answer is it's literally impossible for him to do it. Trent, Lowry, Van Vliet... Siakam, Ananobi. They're all 35, 33 to 35 plus. Boucher, Birch, Hood, Bembry, Flynn. Like, where, where does he fit in there? For the short term, look, it was last game when Lowry played and Ananobi was out, he didn't do particularly well. This game, there was no Lowry or Van Vliet. Next game, you'll have both guys in, I think. Van v- or, or there is a chance that Ananobi rests, but I don't think so. Um, Yeah, how, how is it all going to work? Stream, sure. I, I'm just not convinced that the long-term value is there. Siakam had a good bounce back, 30 and six with seven assists and two blocks. Well, the center position talked about the Sal high na- or you know the the overperforming nature of Chris Boucher, and I said don't be surprised if Ken Birch starts. Well, Boucher started, but Birch played 25 minutes and Boucher played 23 and a half. Four points for Boucher, no blocks, 33% shooting. While Birch had 13 and seven with two steals and a block. Now I do not believe that Birch is a 12-team league must-add player at all. I'm not even sure that he's a 14-team league guy. This was a great performance from Birch, but I think there's a level of unsustainability about what he did there, especially the scoring and the 83% shooting. Like, that's probably not real. He's more of that... I love him in 16s, and I wouldn't mind him in 14. I don't think 12. Boucher, we're still holding, but I wouldn't be shocked to see tomorrow Birch start over Boucher. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Gary Trent, honestly, is, is he... Has he got a new new uh, sound drop? Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. At least he had two steals, seven points on 20% shooting. Didn't hit a three, four rebounds and two assists. He's fine to have, but there is going to be wild inconsistency. Still hasn't cracked the top 150 this season. 158th ranked player so far. Rocket Rodney Hood had 8 points in 18 minutes and Watanabe had 0 points in his 15 minutes. Pretty Gillespie out there providing some energy as well, but again, Lowry, Bembry, they're going to come back into the rotation and then Van Vliet maybe comes back, I don't know. And that is that is going to have an impact on Flynn. I am uh well, very very interested to see what happens tomorrow if Ananobi does play the back-to-back and if Lowry is back rest after resting what that means for Flynn's minutes. Um yeah, let's uh let's 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 see how all that uh, that goes down but i am uh, very very curious to see how it looks next game the Lakers beat the Hornets. Both teams pretty banged up. The Lakers 101, the Hornets 93. Marquise Morris joined the injury list for this one. Dennis Schroeder, he's putting up good numbers. If you do have a Sal high ability, look, that's going to drop off when Davis and LeBron return. But 19-4-6 and six with two steals was good. Caruso also added six, six assists and 13 points. Nice night from him, but he's only a 14-16 to 16 team league guy at best. And Kuzma had 24 points in 34 minutes. But let's talk about Andre Drummond, who again was shithouse. He's had one game where he was good against the Nets, And he's like, yeah, we just got to try and work it in. Like, Dude, you continue to have this horrendous field goal percentage. And it's been following you for a while. 29% for four points. He's an elite rebounder. He had 12 of them. He had three steals. He's good at that. But in a game that they won by, what, eight points, he still was a minus five somehow. They didn't play um, Marcus Gasol at all, which I think is negligent. Now, we still have to hold Drummond, but one game against the Nets doesn't prove how awesome he is. He just, I, I again, real life, I do not think he's very good. And I'll I'll continue to say that. Fantasy, you've got to roster him. Montres Harrell, I don't think you have to roster. Six and five in 24 minutes. Mate, he's losing out minutes to Drummond, and Gasol's not even playing when he should be. Talon Horton Tucker played 23 minutes in a start. Six points, four assists, and a steal. Slided in when, uh, or slid in when Markeith Morris was out. I don't think we need to, uh, I don't think he's a 12-10 league guy. Simple as that. I like him, but again, so many things have to happen for him to get a large role they happened he didn't get the large role he sucked he's still 161st over the last two weeks he's had that really one big game which was fantastic but yeah'm I'm, I'm not really I'm not really sure or, or convinced that that he is a guy that we should be wasting 12 team roster spots on uh, at this point um the hornets no Rogier, no Washington no Haywood no ball no monk. That's pretty rough. Kayla Martin stepped up, played 35 minutes, had 17, 10, and five. Big game from Caleb Well, Jalen McDaniels. I think he's a must-roster player. 16 and eight in 40 minutes with two steals and two threes. It will end, but you got to roster him now. Devontae Graham started slow, but ended hot. 19 points in 31 minutes with six assists, while Biombo, the surprise starter. I don't know what the hell goes on here with Yeah, you know, Zala's playing these 28 minutes off the bench, and now there's someone out. So let's put Biumbo in and play him more minutes than Zala when we weren't even playing Biombo before. 28 for Biombo, 10 and 12. Zala had five and three. Makes it really tough to get excited about Zala. While uh, talked about overperforming players today, Miles Bridges, and then he went back and had 13 and seven, which is all right, but it's nowhere near the level he was at before. He does remain a 12-team league guy. While Brad Wanamaker got 23 minutes, he's getting a lot of minutes at the moment. Wanamaker, unfortunately, he shot nine percent. The five assists, the steal and a block are nice. He's just that deeper league sort of player. While a bloke by the name of Nate Darling played and had three points in six minutes and Cody Martin didn't do it. He wasn't a great night for the Codys. Six points for Cody Martin, five points for Cody Zeller. Guys, Bilpa, Bar, you know what it is. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Why would you want to get one of those shitty tasting protein bars that tastes like you scraped it off the bottom of your shoe when you can have Bilpa, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Great flavors, fantastic taste, and it's great if you're a health-conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat low sugar, low calorie, high protein, high fiber built bars. The Cherry Bar Sia bar has 17 grams of protein with 130 calories and just 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over as is college basketball, but the NBA, we're still going. The NHL, we're still going there as well. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today with our promo code locked on and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go on to the next game. What the bloody hell is going on? The Utah Jazz 106, the Thunder 96. But we have to do it. Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. Okay. This is wild, really. 37 minutes for Lou Dort, 42 points. 42 points for Lou Dort. He's averaging 12 points a game. Seven triples, seven rebounds, three assists and four steals. A usage of... 41% 52% 41% 52 from the field unfortunately 43 from the line he hit 64% of his 11 three point attempts what? he is the 222nd ranked player this season not because of lack of minutes but because he's not a good fantasy contributor and then he comes out and drop this and now everybody is going to rush to grab him and this is in no way remotely close to sustainable at all it's not even close I don't even... Look, I think adding him here is... It's chasing. It's never going to happen again. He... Again, we have seen him be bad literally all season. And for as much shit as Darius Baisley gets, he's ranked higher than Dort is this year. It's a... And look, let's separate a couple of things. This is awesome. Like, it's so fun as a Thunder fan. And it's awesome for Lou Dort. And I think he's great. I think it's fantastic. But if we then cut that off and then look at it from a fantasy perspective, i have got to go, this is bullshit. Like, there's no way that he's not all of a sudden this player. Okay, maybe he is. He's not. Maybe he is. Maybe he is all of a sudden become good, but he hasn't been good at all. And I don't think that this is like the, the thing that triggers it. I just don't think it's happening. The C part of Moses Brown, 26 minutes, 12 and 15, two steals and a block. Oh, this man, this guy's up and down like a yo-yo. What do we do with him? You can have him still, for sure, if you're looking for big man numbers, but 26 minutes is, is not super encouraging. And then we've got Isaiah Roby back, who played 24 minutes, played the first 12 straight of this game, Roby, and then 12 minutes for the rest of the game. Five and nine with a steal. And then Tony Bradley played 11 minutes. Well, it's safe to say we can drop Tony Bradley. If he's only going to play these bullshit minutes here, then he can go. And Pokashevsky's not even here. Um, I think it's just going to be a mess. I think in the end, Brown, Roby, Bradley, none of them will be 12-team. Pokashevsky... Baisley, I don't think any of them are going to be solid 12-team league players. Now, as for Baisley, after that one game where I have never seen as many Dutch rudders in my life after that game, after everyone shit on Baisley all year, and then he comes out and bees Darius Baisley. Seven points, one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, 33% from the field and miss both his free throws. Now, that is the Darius Baisley that we've known and love all season. I do not. I didn't think he, you'd want to rush to add him after that first game because it was impossible to continue. Um, I think he's more of a streamer. He's like a fourteen to sixteen team league guy, and I think Pokushyevsky is a better long term option for them. And we don't still don't know how it's going to work with Roby Brown, Pokushyevsky, Basley. How are they all going to work together? The Oklahoma City Mudflap, Kendrick Williams came off the bench. He had six points. Jalen Howard played 11 minutes. Fee played 22 minutes, and again we still got to work out how Robinson—it's not Robinson—how uh, Pokushyevsky fits in, how Shea fits in, and Gabrielle Deck. How the, where are they going to fit in? There is this uh, uh, an absolute mess on this roster in terms of figuring out minutes and where everyone sits. Ty Jerome played only 19 minutes. He had 14 points with four threes. Tayo Maladon had five points on seventeen percent shooting. Tayo can be a twelve-team league guy, but he's far from a must-roster. He just shits on your field goal percentage so often, and there's going to be more squeezes coming in here. It is going to be an absolute mess from a fantasy perspective uh, for this team for the rest of the season. I think it, this is going to be ups and downs all over the place for the Jazz. Would have liked them to win by, this one by a little bit more, but Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Gobert didn't block a shot yesterday, had seven today, 13 and 14, while Conley returned for 15, two and 14 with two steals, big games there. And the minivan, George Niang, he gets the start with um, Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles out, has 18 and 10 with six triples in 34 minutes. Niang's a very, very solid player. But of course, this is just a, a product of rest. Boyan Bogdanovic playing better at the moment. I don't mind adding him while he's on a hot streak. 23 points with a three and seven boards, while Don Mitchell was pretty inefficient overall. Just um, 44 from the field and 67 from the line, but 22-4-3 gets it done. Not much else to talk about. It wasn't Mia Erne who stepped up. It was Jarrell Brantley who played the 22 bench minutes. Matt Thomas played 15 bench minutes. But overall, that bench unit was pretty rough outside of the 10 points from Jarrell Brantley. And part of, part of the reason why the Jazz only got the 10-point victory despite having you know, some really good performances from their starters. All right, let's go on to the next game now. The Miami Heat, they uh, they go down to the Phoenix Suns pretty comprehensively in the end. 106-86, Phoenix gets the victory. Let's start with Miami. I guess the thing we got to watch here is Jimmy Butler did hurt his ankle in this game. Uh, played through it, but... We've got to watch out. They've got a lot of games coming up. 18-4-8 and eight with two steals and two threes. Didn't shoot particularly well. Hopefully, he's all right. Bam out of bio. 11-10-5 uh, and five with three steals and a block. Good to see the free throws come back up there. Well, Trevor Ariza, they're okay numbers for deeper leagues. 10 points in 26 minutes, but two threes, two steals and a block. Now, he's not a 12-10 league guy by any stretch. He's maybe a 14-team league player. Dunkey Robinson had four four threes and 15 points. That's fine. While Kendrick Nunn, really extreme foul trouble for Nunn. He is a, tw- a 12-team league guy while Oladipo is out 8-4-4. Four, four. Hero had 10 points, struggled a bit. And Dragic had 12, 6, and 4 in his 28 minutes on 27% shooting. I do not believe that Dragic is a must-roster 12-team league guy. I think Hero probably is a 12-team league player. For the Suns, DeAndre Ayton was awesome. He only played 27 minutes, had 19 and 13 with two steals and a block, 80% from the field. Just unbelievable stuff from Ayton. Really, really strong performance after so many struggles this year. Well, how about my mate, campaign? 22 minutes for Payne, 14, 6, and 7. That's a huge line now, of course. That doesn't really mean anything in the context of fantasy. He's just a name that if he does have to start, if Paul gets hurt or rest, I would stream him in. Uh, As for Paul, only 26 minutes needed, 5 points, 9 assists, and 3 steals. While Devin Booker only played 23 minutes, had 12 points on 25% shooting. Pretty rough stuff there overall from Booker, but again, this game was a blowout. And who is shocked? Who's shocked about Jay Crowder? Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. What was he last game? Eight of nine in the first half. From three, he ended up with five points on 25% shooting. The wildest swings. He is, man, he's all over the shop. Um, Him and Gary Trent are battling to see who can be the most Gattuso out of anybody. So uh, Crowder had five points. Again, he's just a streamer that you cannot rely on at all. And McCall Bridges, what a shit game this was. 20 minutes, zero points, one rebound. That's it. There are his stats. He missed all three of his shots. He is still a must-roster player, but this is pretty hard to stomach. It's frustrating. You try to reduce or rein in the urge to just drop him because you're pissed. Um, It's not a great game for sure. It was pretty good from Cam Johnson, who got 30 minutes in the blowout. 15 points, three threes. He's playing better at the moment, Johnson. He's probably still more 14 than 12 team, but adding a nice ability to be a threes and points streamer at this stage. And it's good to see after the struggles that he had with COVID to come back and, and playing at a high level. Higher level than he was even before he had COVID, to be honest. All right, so on to the last game of the night, which was a lot closer than that last one. 116, Boston. 115, Portland. Look like Boston had this one pretty comfortable. And, of course, some witchcraft that... Damian Lillard and Portland tend to do, got them back into the game. Jason Tatum, really good shooting night. 32-9-5, and five, four triples, 59 from the field, 80 from the line. He's been so good lately, top 10 over the last two weeks. Kemba had 21-8-7, and seven, really good from him. While Marcus Smart, struggled a little bit early this season, but figuring out how to play next to Kemba Walker as well. 13-4-7, two steals and a block is obviously excellent. And Jalen Brown, a little bit inefficient from Jalen. JB, you've got it again. But 24-4-2 and two is strong with 3-3. Three, three. So good games from all of those guys. The Rock DJ played 26 minutes, Robbie Williams. 16-7-4, and four. that's still really good. And must roster, didn't block a shot. But the ceiling is capped a bit by Tristan Thompson, who played 22 minutes and had 5-8-3. and three. And then the bench, uh, after those guys, pretty rough. 17 minutes and 3 points for Grant Williams. 0 points in 9 minutes for Romeo Langford. 2 points in 12 minutes for Peyton Pritchard. For the Blazers, Lillard's still not at his best. Yeah, only 83% from the line, which we know he's a 92% guy. 39% overall, not great. 28, 5, and 10 is okay. He's still not there. But this was great, especially down the stretch. And Yusuf Nurkic, still not there either. But 26 minutes, 8, 9, and 7, three steals and a block. He played 26 minutes. The per-minute production is excellent. He was a plus 19, and Cantor was a minus 18. He's going to keep pushing and pushing, and when he gets 30 minutes... He's going to be a top 70 guy, maybe top 50, maybe even higher. This is why I was so high on Nurkic, because I know what he can do. He can score, he can rebound, he can pass, he can get steals, he can get blocks, and he can be efficient. The problem is he just was out of shape and didn't play the minutes that I expected, and the usage was way down. Now, I still think he should get more touches. 14% usage when Lillard and McCallum are out there missing a ton of shots. CJ was at 32% in this game. Nurkic needs the ball more than that, Um, but I'm happy with that line. Carmelo Anthony, who'd been, look, honestly, really bad recently, came out and was on fire offensively. Now, he was still a, a minus seven, which is bad in a game that you lose by one, and in a game where you score 25 of your own points, and he didn't do much else. Three threes, two rebounds, one assist, and one block, but 67% shooting, and he was great to get them back into the game. He's no more than a point streamer, that's it. Stormer Norman Power with that big long-range bomb at the end, 20 points, four threes, just solid stuff, on McCollum... Not the best night, 16, 7, and 5, but 32% shootings rough. Didn't get to the line at all. And Covington only the nine points. He saw his minutes cut at the end as re, uh, Mallow was replacing him to get that offensive boost in there. Three blocks still for Bob Cove is pretty strong. While uh, Canter, I do not believe Cantor's a 12-team league guy. Get that garbage out of here! Like nine and 10 is fine, but his minutes are going to continue to go down as Nurkic's go up. He played 21 minutes. He was a minus 18. Defensively, he was rough. I just don't see the point in holding in all circumstances when he is just going to be getting backup minutes. He'll have the occasional start where he puts up big numbers and then that's about it. Let's go and take a look at the top ads over the last 24 hours. Kendrick Nunn up 31%. Didn't really work out well today, but doesn't matter. That's a, that's a great ad. Darius Baisley up 21%. I don't think that'll last. I think you'll see him on the drops tomorrow. Reggie Jackson up 16%. Great value now. The Clippers don't have the best fantasy playoff schedule. That That's, that's true. But again, if you're looking for production now, I don't think you're adding him for the the you know grand final matchup. Like Then you can move on. But for now, he's got that value. Horton Tucker up 14%. I don't believe in him as a 12-team league guy. And Batum up 13%. Sure. But again, yeah, like Jackson, the long-term value is not necessarily there. And it's really coming at the moment with Kawhi out. And there's going to be rest for Kawhi. There's going to be rests for Paul George for sure. In terms of drops, Wiseman down 11%, easy drop. Hamadou Diallo down 11%, easy drop. Jamal Murray down 10%, unfortunately, an easy drop. pokishevsky down 9%, probably is a drop as well. Just going to be so crowded in that front court. And then James Johnson down 8%. I, I don't think he remains a must-roster 12-team league guy. Let's look at the top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Lou Dort at number one. Now, I think maybe earlier I was being a bit harsh on Dort. Um, if you want to take that flight, look, his usage is up at the moment. It is up, and that's because of Shea being out. I don't believe in 41% usage. I don't believe in 70% three-point shooting. Um, he can be a back-end 12-team league guy, but is in no way trustworthy. And again, he still is just that top 200 player over the course of the year, despite having that starting role all season. He has improved some of his shooting numbers. They're still not particularly great but that has improved over the last you know, couple of weeks since his returned from concussion. I still think he's more 14-team leaguer. If you take him in a 12 and take that flyer, it's understandable based on that last game, but I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that he's going to be this you know, must-roster guy. Shamit was pretty good today, but he's just a streamer. Caleb Martin, just watch to see what happens with Rogier and maybe you can stream him in one more game. Campaign, in a really wonky game, was good. Vanderbilt, again, a wonky game with towns out. Mello, good scoring, but outside the top 300 over the last two weeks. George Niang took advantage of the Utah Jazz rest. Just keep an eye on him if there are other rests and he gets to start. Caruso was pretty good, but nothing really to um nothing really to get too uh too worked up about or too, uh, too excited about there. And I've got the name Brown there, and now I've just completely forgot who that Brown is. Who can guess who the Brown is before I do? It's Bruce Brown. There you go, the shark. Yeah, Bruce Brown. Um, interesting value for him with the defensive stats and the field goal percentage. And then Ed Davis. I couldn't be less interested in Ed Davis as a fantasy player. Let's move on now to a very, very busy Wednesday in the NBA. All right, we've got 12 games on on Wednesday. One of them, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Minnesota Timberwolves has been moved earlier, so it may not be included in FanDuel slates or DraftKings slates or whatever, so just be aware of that, but that is that is a game that is on and it is being moved earlier. The thing we've got to watch for there is Yanni is less it is questionable. Carl anthony Towns missed today's game, personal. It was the anniversary of his mother's death. It makes complete sense. We don't know whether D'Angelo Russell will play either. Uh, it is a back-to-back, so he might not be ready to go. So there are some interesting things there for Minnesota in terms of their rotations. First game of the night is the Nets and the Sixers, and there's a lot up in the air here. It is a back-to-back. Durant and Griffin, will they play? I would assume they don't. LaMarcus Aldridge and Kyrie Irving both missed Tuesday's game. Will they be ready to go? So we could be without Durant, Aldridge, Griffin, Irving, and Harden for Brooklyn. Philadelphia, they're fine. Injury-wise, nothing really to see there with those guys. Cleveland and Charlotte. Cleveland's going to welcome back Jarrett Allen and Larry Nance. But both Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are both listed as questionable. While for Charlotte, Terry Rogier did not play today. His status remains unknown for this game. There'll be no Ball, Haywood, or Monk. And then PJ Washington Jr. also missed on Tuesday, so we don't know whether he's going to play. They started Bismack biombo uh, in, um, in place of Washington, and Caleb Martin started in place of Rogier on Tuesday. The Spurs and the Raptors, back-to-back here for Toronto. Kyle Lowry rested on Tuesday, so he should be back, but we don't know about DeAndre Bembry. We don't know if they'll—actually, oh, I think they will make the switch and start Birch over Boucher, but I don't know that for sure. That's something to watch. And then what do they—I imagine Flynn goes to the bench with Lowry coming in, and then uh, we'll have to check on the status of Bembry. The Clippers and the Pistons are back-to-back for the Clippers. No Kawhi Leonard for them on Tuesday. Could he return? Could they rest Paul George? I think that's a possibility, a distinct possibility in this one. Still no Patrick Beverly for them, of course. While for the Pistons, Dennis Smith is out. So what sort of bullshit are they going to pull? Corey Joseph going to start again? Almost definitely. Jeremy Grant's going to return to action after missing the last couple with a knee problem. The Knicks and the Pelicans. The Pelicans' Lonzo ball is doubtful and James Johnson is questionable. The Pelicans are three-point favorites here and the total is 220. So we'll get Bledsoe starting, but will it be next to Najee Marshall? Will it be next to Weza Wundu? Will it be next to some other scrub that they pick up off the street? Anything to avoid starting Kyra Lewis, I guess. We'll see how they run things there. While for the Magic, they're taking on the Bulls. Tumura is questionable, as is Mo Bumba. If Bumber is out, their center options are pretty limited. It'll be Wendell, who'll play a lot of minutes, and then Robert Franks played minutes at center last time. Maybe it'll be him. And if Akiki's out, you get more Ennis, more Harris, um, more Ross. Because Otto Porter's out, so he can't play that four role in this one either. For the Bulls, Garrett Temple's been upgraded to probable. How he fits in, what it means for Patrick Williams and Troy Brown, um, is up in the air. The Warriors and the Thunder. No Wiseman, of course, for the Warriors. Oubre is doubtful with that wrist injury, so Bazemore will get another start. Looney will get another start. Now, Looney played over 30 minutes last game. Let's see if he can keep that up. Well, this is a back-to-back for the Thunder. Isaiah Roby returned and started. Seem to really kill the value of Tony Bradley. What does that mean? So we want to watch how, how that all looks. I doubt that Shea is going to be back in this one. While uh, the Warriors are 10-point favorites and the total is 224.5. The Pacers and the Rockets. Miles Turner could return for this game. Uh, Doug McDermott hurt his ankle, so we need to check on his status. Uh, he did not return to Tuesday's game. Well, for the Rockets, Sterling Brown remains sidelined as is Daniel House Jr., the Wizards, or actually no, the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. The Mavericks are two-point favorites. The total is 226. Porzingis will return after resting in the last game. While Memphis has no Justice Winslow or no DeAnthony Melton yet again. The Wizards and the Kings. Daniel Gafford is good to go. Uh, Bradley Beale is good to go. Will they start Gafford? Almost assuredly not. But we need to watch in Sacramento because Rashawn Holmes is doubtful and Buddy Heald is questionable. Do they start Damian Jones? Do they start Hassan Whiteside? Do they play Chemezi Metu? Do they even play Hassan Whiteside? And then if Heald is out, Mo Harkless gets that really big bump. Terrence Davis, Deon Wright also get that bump. And the last game is the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are four-point favorites. The total is 213. It is a back-to-back for Miami. They won't have Oladipo. So it'll be none starting again. There is a chance they rest Goran Dragic as well in this one. Well, for the Nuggets, of course, the terrible news about Jamal Murray and his ACL. Um, We are going to have Faku Kampato and Monty Morris fighting for that spot. I would assume Faku gets it initially. I think Morris can get it later on, but that's the question mark there, is how that rotation looks and what uh, Dr. Michael Malone decides to do with the starting point guard position. In terms of overall value for the slate, I like minimum salary Kevon Looney. I don't mind the C part of Moses Brown. I like Bazemore, Zubats, Wood, Claxton, Daniel Tice, um, Wendell Carter, Ben Simmons is down at 7,000. That's marginally interesting. I like the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris, Dan Gafford, Teo Maladon, Yanni, probably not. Um, Rogier, probably not. Lowry, I do like. I like uh, Valentunas. I like De'Aaron Fox. I like uh, DeMontis Sabonis as well. And maybe a flyer on Ken Birch. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Ring my ding a bell. Leave a comment. Give a thumbs up one thumb, two thumbs, give them all up. As many I'll take as many thumbs up me as I can. So go and give me those over on YouTube, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening everyone. See ya.